Welcome to the Tuning In Podcast, where we talk alignment, intuition, and our internal guidance system. We cover woo-woo topics in an approachable and practical way. I'm your host, Dana Evans of Alignful.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 117 of the Tuning In Podcast. I have to tell you all, I just spent 15 minutes recording a podcast that didn't record, and I have no idea why. (laughs) And I was in the middle of such a great story and looked up and realized none of it was recorded. So that's funny. I'm going to try again. Hopefully things flow as well as they were before. But I just returned from a couple weeks of travel. I went to Lake Tahoe with my family for a week, which was beautiful, and then came home and John and I went to Santa Fe for a long weekend. And it was it was really nice to get a change of environment and change of nature, change of surroundings, getting to see family, doing some cool stuff, and really enjoyed that. And I was reflecting on my time there. And one thing stood out to me that has been super present recently. And I'll share this with you in the form of a story. So I am a coach for James Wedmore in his Business by Design online business program. And he's a wonderful mentor and wonderful coach, really tapped into the bigger perspective on life. And I really appreciate our coaches training calls because I always take away and walk away with so much value and insight. And one thing he said on this most recent call was he has seen so much growth in each of us coaches over our time, basically working with him over about three years now. And he said, I hope you all see your own growth as well. Because as humans, as cellular beings, we're here to grow and evolve. And me, I'm sharing this with you now. When I speak to inner voices and when you ask like, oh, inner voice, what's my purpose, right? A lot of clients, they're like just wanting to know like what they're supposed to be doing here, right? And they want their inner voice to give them the magical answer. But what the inner voice is often going to say is not what your purpose is to do, but it's your purpose to be. You're here to be. You're here to explore. You're here to, you know, taste the rainbow of experiences and sample all of the emotional frequencies. And you're here to play and you're here to grow and evolve You have soul contracts and soul lessons, right? And soul connections. And that's what we're here to do. And that's a a much grander perspective. But part of that is growth. And I don't know about you all, but for me, when I'm feeling stagnant, when I feel like I'm not growing, it feels really challenging. I end up feeling a little hopeless, despair frustration, annoyance, like it's just not a great place to me for me to be in when I don't feel like I'm growing and evolving, which has happened to me even recently. I'm like 
oh, what's, what am I doing with my life? Right. That's the question that I've posed to my magical morning partner, Candace, like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) Maybe you've asked similar questions to yourself. And if I'm not focused on my own life and living and growing and expanding within it, it's easy to get sucked into the external world, which I believe episode 116 was all about of if you're not anchored into truth, to the bigger picture, to source God, to the universe, to your inner voice, if you're not anchored into that, then you're going to get pulled into whatever freaking is going on in the external world. So whatever the topic of the day is for the media, whatever they want you to start hearing and believing, whatever thought process they want you to adopt, you know, whatever magazine or social media trend is for your physical appearance, like you become so much more susceptible, we all do, to that external narrative of like what someone else is deciding on your behalf if you're not anchored into your own truth And if you're not anchored into your own and aware of your own growth, that's so true for me. And just notice, you know, if if you can sense that within yourself, if that resonates or not. So back to James telling us, like, we really have to witness our growth because what happens is when we're growing more often than not, we don't necessarily see it as ourselves growing, but instead we see the world around us changing. Like we're the ones changing in our growth and our evolution individuals, but we perceive it as this relationship has changed. This person is seeming differently to me. I'm experiencing these foods differently. My business is not serving me the way it once was. It's not lighting me up. I don't resonate with this anymore. This is change. Why is this different? (laughs) But really, it's us. We're changing. We're different. But because we're with ourselves all the time, it's hard to perceive. Like, for example, I know this happens a lot. If people are on like a weight loss journey, for example, they have to like take measurements and stuff to like see the evidence of their changes because visually, like you look at yourself in the mirror every single day, you don't necessarily see those changes. Another one is, I've had people reflect back to me that this podcast, my voice has changed. Like the resonance of my voice has changed over the years. I don't perceive my voice as different, but when I listen back to the old episodes, I'm like, oh yeah, my voice has changed. Like it's more anchored now. So it's just really powerful, one, to reflect on our own growth and then two, to have other people reflect that to us and... James just reminded us, like, we have to stay focused and present to our own growth so that we know we're growing. And that is what helps and encourages us to keep going on that path. So that's a fun reflection for you is where have you shifted and grown? Like both the micro and a macro had an experience with a client recently where she had a really challenging event happen. And the mind was like, oh, I don't want these to continue happening. And what we ended up discussing was, yes, you had another challenging event happen. 
And let's look at all the ways that this one was slightly different because of the way you've shifted and grown. So it's like, it didn't last as long, right? You actually were able to kind of pump the brakes in the middle of it. You were aware, you were able to communicate during it. You were able to sleep, you know, after this experience. Like, so there's all these ways where the event itself may have felt similar and that like, oh, here we go again. But actually the micro, and I mean, they are macro, but I'm just saying they can be perceived as small, but that doesn't mean they're less important to be clear. They're just like, oh, this little thing has a ripple effect. So the way that things were different within the same event is really significant because it's like, that means, oh, it's not the same event. It helps the brain differentiate and being like, I'm not going backwards. I'm not just repeating the same things that I used to do all the time, but I'm experiencing the same experience in a new way. And man, I mean, that's one reason it's powerful to have a coach, right? Or really good friends that can reflect that back to you because they can show you this isn't the same. Like, look how it's different. And I just love that. Like, I love to think of it in that way. This happens with, since my school of love program that I was in, like, I'm so aware now of when I do little things differently with John. For example, before our trip to Santa Fe, like, I'm like, okay, when are you going to stop working? My thoughts were, when are you going to stop working so we can pack and get ready for the trip? But instead of barging into his office and saying, we need to talk about when we're going to get ready. Why are you still working? That would be something I would have done in the past. Instead, I walked in and said, hey, when you have a few minutes, a pause from work, can you come out and talk to me? Because I want to discuss the strategy so we can get out of the house by this time. And he said, okay. About 10 minutes later, he was out and he said, oh, did you want to talk about things? I said, yes. (laughs) So that's like a really small, big thing. And that's a way I've grown in like how I communicate with John. So my point is, I am sure there are a million ways in which you have grown recently, whether in the past year, the past month, the past two years, the past six months, the past week, the past day. I don't know. I bet there are a million ways that you actually are growing and shifting. And what would it look like to pause and reflect on that? Better yet, when you do something that's a little bit different, celebrate that in the moment. So another big one for me, and this came up on my trips, was I feel so tuned in to nature. There is just this different level of connection that I feel to nature. Now, the interesting thing, actually, is that I've gone through this phase a few times, and it is one of the phases that I talk about as it relates to my clients who work with me in the Insight one-to-one coaching program, because you do go through these different phases of growth and expansion. And one of them is around your connection with nature and bugs and other animals. And it's not like it just happens once. What I've seen for myself is I go through these phases where it's like really intense and it continues to deepen. And the past couple of weeks, like every time I 
was out in like, obviously I was in really beautiful places. Lake Tahoe and Santa Fe both are really amazing as it relates to nature. But I would even have trouble understanding and like being in a conversation while I was walking because I was so excited and distracted by nature. I'd be like, look at this little beetle. Have you ever seen? I saw this like really cool iridescent green beetle. He was like the size of my index fingernail and he was amazing. He or she was amazing. And I just stared at him. I'm like, you're amazing. Do you know that? I've never seen anything like you. And then I was walking and there were these ants carrying these things. And I'm just following the ants. I'm like, look at how much you guys can carry. Where are you going? Where's your ant hole? Like, it's just hilarious. In Santa Fe, we were walking by this beautiful bush and there were four magnificent butterflies, huge, just sitting there. And the bees and the birds. (laughs) And then in our room in Santa Fe, we had a daddy long legs and his son, I guess, a baby daddy long legs were in the corner of our bedroom. And the first night I went to bed and I didn't know that in the morning I woke up and I saw them there and I was like, oh my gosh. So I got up on this chair and I said, hi guys. Like, oh my gosh, you're an actual daddy. Look at your little baby long legs. And John heard me and he said, are you talking to bugs in there? He said, yes, I am. I can't help myself. And so the rest of that trip, I would say good morning and good night to the daddy long legs and his baby. And that's real. (laughs) I just have this shift in that, I'm loving, and you know, when there's bugs in my house now, it just doesn't even cross my mind anymore to kill them. I just love them and I want to talk to them and I don't really particularly want them in my house. Some of them, I'm just like, all right, you can hang out there. Like you want to hang out in the tub. Cool. But for the most part, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, thanks for coming, but really we want you to live outside. So I have to capture them, move them outside. But this is such a big change and it doesn't come from like, I'm going to do better and I'm better now and I don't kill bugs, right? Like that's a very egoic messaging. (laughs) And I think the ego could get involved, even hearing me tell the story and be like, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm not going to kill bugs either. No, that is not the point of this that I'm sharing it with you. What's been interesting for me to witness is how it's been this natural shift. I didn't decide to not kill bugs. It's like my being was like, well, this is just doesn't need to happen anymore. And now granted, I actually had a dream last night where I found this, oh, it was this, I moved something in my house and there was this hole and all of these red tiny spiders were like pooling out of it. And I was like, what do I do? Because I don't want to live with hundreds of bugs in my house. Don't get me wrong. Like we don't have a ton of bugs in our house and that makes me happy. And when we do have them occasionally, I just remove them. So I don't know what would happen if we had like an ant infestation in our house. Like we'd have to deal with that. (laughs) But I thought of this funny story, which is when I was younger, I was terrified of spiders and my parents' house, 
we did have quite a lot of bugs. We were more out in the woods and we had a lot of spiders. And I would kill them with Windex. And I'm like, this is horrifying. But I didn't want to squish them. And all I would do is I would just spray Windex on them and then they die. Isn't that terrible? I, I feel kind of badly about it now. Like that's probably a terrible way for them. That was a terrible death. Like I should have just flushed them down the toilet or squashed them or released them. But that was how I used to <laughs> deal with spiders. And I'm sorry for all the spiders that I killed a slow death with Windex. But, you know, this is a very specific experience where I'm witnessing one, my general growth from being a Windex spider killer to someone who just talks to them and captures them and walks them outside and who speaks to all of the animals and birds and trees. It's like a natural calling for me now. And I just like, and so unconcerned. And even when we were on a hike with John's parents, like his parents even know, because I just like, there was this one tree that called me. I had to hug it. And his mom said, oh, there goes Dana hugging trees again. And I'm like, oh my God, I used to think that was such a silly thing. Like, remember the term a tree hugger? I'm not totally sure what that term meant, but I remember knowing about that growing up. Like I grew up in the forest and I did not hug trees. (laughs) And now I'm like, I have to hug the trees. (laughs) So that's a really fun reflection I've had. Now, this has definitely been over the past couple of years that this has evolved. I think what's happening right now is I'm just so comfortable with it that it's showing itself more in my day-to-day. And also, I'm just more interested in nature, right? It's really enjoyable to be connected to that. So that's one of the things that I've noticed in my own growth and expansion. And I think it would be a really fun exercise if you are curious to do this for yourself. And so the questions that you could ask yourself are, one, are there any areas that I wish I were growing in, but don't think I am? And then the follow-up, to whatever you write down there is how have I already shifted and grown in these areas? And then from there, are there any regular thoughts or thought patterns that aren't showing up anymore? And then another one is What's shifted for me in the last month? And then the next one is, what shifts would I like to see in the next month? Because then you're at least pointing it out to yourself. Because if you're like, these are the shifts I want to see, or these are the areas I want to see shifting, or I want to see you know, a a change in my relationship with my husband or with my kids or with my pet or with money or with my business can go on and on and on. Then you're priming yourself to look for those changes because I guarantee they are happening every day, but it's more of a matter of choosing to see them. 
So instead of choosing to see what's not happening, we're choosing to see what is happening. And the thoughts were a really interesting one. I had a a conversation with a client and she was describing a day that she had. And she said, it was the craziest thing because the day flowed so well, but what was absent from that day was my narrative of all these, basically like a negative self-talk or a worry social anxiety type experience. And she's like, those things just weren't there. And when they weren't there filling up, consuming my attention and energy, I could then be present and enjoy and allow the day to flow in a really divine way. And that's what's possible when we can allow some of those thought patterns to shift too. And what's powerful about that story, again, is she didn't say, I'm going to go into this social event and not have anxiety. Yay. (laughs) I'm going to be present. No. It's the natural evolution. These are the side effects of doing this kind of work, this presence work, right? Doing the somatic body work, doing the emotional clearing. It's like the emotions that are underneath the anxiety or that the anxiety is protecting you from are what actually are what keep you in anxiety and keep you in your head. So when you can start addressing the emotions that are underneath that, as those start to unhook, dislodge themselves from within you, you get to see them through new eyes, transmute them, release them, free them the anxiety is naturally going to start to release as well because the anxiety isn't an emotion in itself. It's like a protector emotion, right? It's a blanket that covers up the deeper, heavier, darker emotions that live underneath. So as you dislodge those, the anxiety naturally will start to fall away. And as you learn to be present with your body, the sensations, the emotions, and everything that's happening in the moment, the body itself, your whole system gets more comfortable in being present in the moment. And when you're present in the moment, that's when changes and shifts are actually going to happen. And then you're going to look back and say, oh my gosh, like, look at what unfolded. (laughs) And that's why I think part of me has been so called to nature and bugs and animals because they invite you to be present. So how powerful to be distracted by the ant walking across the sidewalk instead of distracted by 10,000 things on your phone that are pulling you literally away from your now, right? Your phone is like, pulls you away. Like everything that's happening on your phone isn't here, but the ant is like right at your feet. (laughs) I think that's what's going on. Those are just my reflections. So anyway, if you want to play, allow those questions to unfold and see what happens from there and see if you start to notice more growth and more shifts because you're simply choosing to notice them. And as you notice the growths and shifts, that's actually going to feed your brain and make it feel encouraged and excited about the growths and shifts that you're seeing. And that's going to basically light the way for more of that to happen. With that, thank you as always for tuning in. I have some really big shares that I'm not quite ready to release, 
But stay tuned because definitely I have a couple fun announcements that will be coming out on the podcast. And if there's anything else that you want to hear me talk about, definitely let me know if you're interested in one-to-one work and dislodging those deep, unprocessed, heavy emotions that are being guarded by ongoing anxiety and fear and worry. Please I am here for it. I am your person. We can get through that. Believe me, you do not have to live in a state of constant anxiety. Like, you don't even have to manage your anxiety. When we dislodge these deep, heavy emotions underneath, the anxiety naturally starts to loosen its grip on you. And that is possible. I have seen it over and over and over in clients and with myself. And I would love for you to experience that freedom as well. So I'll put the link below if you're interested in a single emotional clearing session or to work deeper with me this fall. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Tuning In Podcast. As always, if this would resonate with anyone you know, please share the episode. You can follow along with my journey on Instagram at Dana underscore Evans, or find me on my website at alignful.com.